If you're a more energetically sensitive, creative or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with Anna Long-Stokes is a business and marketing podcast where we'll uncover the roadblocks that most energetically sensitive entrepreneurs and creatives face on their journey to success and how to move past these blocks to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Anna Long-Stokes, and in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about planning and plans not necessarily going your way, and how that might actually be a good thing if you're an intuitive or an empath. So let's just dive right in. So a few friends and me have recently been trying to get a book club put together, and during the long thread of messages back and forth about times to meet and books to read and all of that jazz when you're trying to set up a book club. A few of the women were joking about how they could start a spreadsheet to compile all this information and how much they loved spreadsheets. And I found myself thinking, who loves spreadsheets? Like seriously, like who actually loves spreadsheets? And then I got to thinking it isn't spreadsheets that people like. They like the structure and apparent control that spreadsheets give them. There is a power in having information laid out, well-structured, and at your fingertips, right? There's a power in being organized, correct? There's also a lot of societal reward for those who are organized. There was a time in my life where I also would have described myself as somebody who loved spreadsheets and loved being organized. And if I think back on it, this actually wasn't ever true for me, but I loved the feeling like I had my shit together. I liked that feeling that people could pay me or look up to me because I had my shit together. I mean, I was good with spreadsheets, right? I was good with planning. I was good with strategy. I had, you know, this huge whiteboard up in my office that took up an entire wall with my strategy and plans out for not only me to admire, but for everyone who I worked with at the office. And in recent years, I have become what I like to call nearly allergic. (laughs) I am now nearly allergic to having a plan. And don't get me wrong, like I try to have plans and keep them. I really do. But more often than not, I would say that my plans have their own plans and that I'm just along for the ride. Years ago, I had a business coach give me a five-year planner as a gift when we were working together. And I loved the idea of using this planner or thinking this far ahead. What would my goals be in five years? But whenever I sat down to work on it, I felt a bit sick. I had no idea where I wanted to be in five years. Like I maybe had some general idea, kind of like I want to be financially free. I knew I wanted to own my own house outright. And I kind of knew I wanted to write a book. But planning out how to get these things felt really limiting whenever I tried to do it. I was sure that my idea of financial freedom was going to shift over time. 
I was sure that I might change my mind in a few months or a few years about where I wanted to live. So that was hard to plan for. And while I knew that I had a book or two or more in me, I really wasn't sure at the time what I felt passionate enough to write about. And the strange thing is that at the time of recording this podcast right now is that I have accomplished all of these things, even though I never had a formal plan about how it was going to come together. And I certainly had no idea how this would all come together years ago when I was given that five-year planning journal. I did end up writing a book and it ended up being about travel. I did end up buying a house outright, ended up being in Costa Rica of all places. And I created and sold a company that did provide me with financial freedom, at least for the time being. Now, was planning involved in the success of me hitting these goals? I mean, yeah, like a little bit to some extent. But these plans came in when I was ready for them, not whenever I sat down to figure it out. For instance, it would be a smart business move for me to script out all my podcasts and record them all at once and batch them up so that I could ensure consistency for my listeners each week. The planner in me loves this strategy. It makes total sense, but the intuitive part of me simply can't agree to create and run my podcast this way. I'm an energy worker through and through. And when I set out to create this podcast, I did so from a space of wanting to work on my own energy in the process. So each week, there are new energies that I'm working to understand and clear. And I think that if you're on this journey with me and listening to this podcast, we are on this journey together. So in a way, you might find that you're in a similar energy to whatever it is I happen to be releasing the week that I release it or the week that you stumble upon it and listen to it. And that's the beautiful thing about becoming more aware of subtle energies and learning to listen to your own intuition, is you will be guided towards what you need to be guided towards when you need to be guided towards it. So for me, with this podcast, each week I feel pulled towards a topic that is going to work for me that I need at that time and that I think my listeners need at that time. So batching this out, you know, three, six, nine months in advance, like a lot of business coaches will tell you, doesn't actually work for me. It kind of takes the growth and the intuitive part of this out of it for me. And that's not why I'm doing this podcast. So in a way, planning actually doesn't really work for me very well when it comes to this podcast, at least for planning of topics. So that's like the beautiful part. But let's be honest, it can be super frustrating to have your plans curtailed. In fact, it can be hard to not sometimes fall into the trap of seeing yourself as a victim when despite all of your concerted efforts, you find that your plans have been foiled again and again. But what I found is that sometimes setting intentions can be the best way to reach our goals. The way I see it is that intentions set our energy on a course, sort of like a GPS. But we don't actually have to be the ones to figure out all the twists and turns that will take us from point A to point B. The GPS is in charge of that. I believe that whether it's comfortable or not, we are constantly co-creating with our higher selves. The way I imagine it is like a back and forth negotiating process, similar to kids who negotiate with their mom or nanny. 
The body has its desires and needs, and the spirit has its priorities, and is not always super forgiving of how its priorities might take a toll on the body. So the middle ground is found somewhere between the two, where the body strives to find comfort, and the spirit strives to fulfill its mission. If all goes well, the two can work together so that the body and the spirit connect and work together to fulfill the mission. There was one month in the not-so-distant past where I had a few clairvoyant readings and healings lined up with my psychic buddies. We often go into these with general questions for each other to help each other clear energy and look at what's lit up in our life. In all of these that were done for me during this time period, I was being told that my spirit was getting frustrated with my body, which was funny because in all the years I've been doing this, that hasn't been read in my space very much. And apparently, my spirit had some big things it was ready to move on to. And my body was like, hell no, I need to chill out and nap a lot. So I'm going to share a little bit about what I've personally gone through over the past four months, not because I want to garner your sympathy. It's actually the last thing I want, but because sometimes it's nice to hear that we're not the only ones who, despite all our plans and intentions, have to hand the reins of control over. So my husband and I purchased a condo in Costa Rica back in August of 2021, and we purchased it, signed papers on it the exact day within a couple of hours of me signing papers and essentially selling my company in the States. We had no time to really enjoy this house that we had purchased because our trip had come to an end and we had to get back to Portland And I had to train the new owners and help with the transition. And it was an arduous few months of overseeing this transition, as well as adjusting to no longer being what I had been, which is the caretaker of my company. My body needed rest, but my mind needed a plan. I had spent six and a half years planning out and growing a company that I had now sold, and I had no plans for what was next. It was a lot to wrap my head around. It was a lot for that type A control freak part of me not to want to have figured out. It was a lot for my ego. I had been a successful owner of a company and now what was I? What was I? So Shay and I told ourselves that while we didn't know what was next, we were sure to figure it out once we got to Costa Rica in January, which was our next scheduled trip back to our new home. We were set to spend two months there, and we were just sure that we were going to get the clarity we needed about our next steps. (laughs) And then January came, and we headed to Costa Rica. We were only there about a week when my body started to feel a bit weird. I was really tired, and my period had not started. So while Shay and I weren't actively trying to have a child, with me being 39 and with us having miscarried once before, we soon found out that we were actually pregnant. Wait, what? Costa Rica was where I was going to get my shit together and figure it all out. I planned to work out, lose 40 pounds, surf every day, become fluent in Spanish. Okay, I told you we didn't have plans, but in my inability to like make a big plan for what was next, I had clearly come up with a plan for my body, which was that it was going to hustle it was going to change, it was going to achieve. And over the course of those two months in Costa Rica, we ended up spending a lot of time in and out of the hospital, 
with pregnancy complications and eventually another miscarriage. We had gone from no planning to me planning for what was next for my body and then to us then planning what our life was going to look like with a new baby in it and then going back to having no plan because in the following two months, March and April, I ended up getting pregnant again, definitely without trying and this time I had an ectopic pregnancy which is when the baby starts growing essentially in your fallopian tube and you either need surgery or to take medication to eliminate it so that your fallopian tube doesn't rupture, which can very quickly lead to death. So it's pretty serious. So I found out about this next ectopic pregnancy when we were back in the States, just two days before I was set to leave on a retreat to Oaxaca. Back to back, I was going to get back from Oaxaca and then go to Hawaii for a family trip. And both of these had to be canceled while my body went through the ringer as the doctors tried to use a medication to shrink the pregnancy so that my fallopian tube wouldn't rupture. And I remember I was in the ER this a couple days before my trip to Oaxaca and I said, well, I don't know, just do what you need to do so that I can go on my trip to Oaxaca. And they were like, you're not going to Oaxaca. And Shay's like, Anna, you need to just chill out, dude. Like your body is trying to tell you to chill out. And I was like, but, but, and it really took me being in the ER with doctors and my husband telling me, dude, like those plans that you had, like, it's not happening. It's not happening. And then I thought, well, at least I'll be better, you know, in 10 days when I'm supposed to go to Hawaii. That didn't happen either. We had to cancel that trip too. I was in and out of the hospital, doctor's offices and the ER for over a month. But eventually everything looked like it was turning around and my body was responding the way the doctors were hoping. So what did I do? Well, Shay and I planned a month-long trip to Spain during May to make up for everything else that had been canceled. And unfortunately, a week before we were due to leave, I ended up back in the hospital again. My body had stopped responding to the meds. They thought surgery was needed. And I managed to bypass surgery one more time, get one more dose of this medication to try to stop the pregnancy from growing in my fallopian tube. But that came with the caveat that I needed to stay a bit closer to home to be monitored. So we canceled Spain. This was the fourth trip that was either turned upside down or canceled in the last four months due to unexpected things that came up with my physical health. And I have to say, I'm not someone, I don't think I have ever been to the ER. I think I've been to urgent care once for like a bad cut, but I've never been admitted to the hospital or to the ER. And I was in and out like so much. I can't even like, I don't know. It was crazy. It just is not something I have a lot of experience with. And then all of a sudden, my life was being at the doctor. My life was at the ER. My life was at the hospital. So circling back around, after the trip to Spain was canceled, finally, all my blood work was looking good. So we decided to book a shorter trip to Hawaii to visit his family from the one that we had canceled. We booked our flights and our Airbnb, called his brothers to confirm they live on the island. But as it turned out, they had a bunch of other family visiting and they were going through a lot of their own stuff that would have them super busy. So we decided to go anyway. It wasn't as much going to be about hanging out with the family as it turns out, but more about us just kind of getting away and getting that vacation we were trying to get in. And then two days before we were set to leave, our Airbnb canceled on us at the last minute, which has like also never happened to us. 
And it really left us in a bind with very few options for lodging within our budget. And I would have laughed had it not all just felt like such a bad luck shit show. Like I got to the point where I wasn't even telling people what I was doing or where I was going because if they hadn't been updated every single day about where I was at, they would have no idea what's going on. They're like, wait, I thought you were like going to Hawaii. Wait, I thought you were going to Oaxaca. Wait, I thought you were going to Spain. Like, I thought, And I just like didn't even want to tell people because every plan I made did not work out. So, you know, here I was like, I was trying to go with the flow and our plans, which you could hardly call plans because each of these things was planned so last minute because essentially it was in an effort to take a vacation despite the other vacation being canceled. And so here I was trying to go with the flow and our plans continued to be evaded. So as of writing this, we are in Southern Oregon on the beginning of a road trip. So our initial plans didn't go to plan. We are still hitting the road for some fresh air and new perspective. And I'm really glad we did. We have no plan for this road trip other than to drive and see where it takes us. We're done planning at this point. (laughs) I think that there are times in our life when planning is needed and welcomed. And there are other times where we have to just hand the reins of control over to the universe or our guides or whatever it is that you believe in and just see where it takes us. There are times in life where our conscious mind and our body have a plan for us, but our higher selves or the divine have a different one. So rather than focus my intention on the nitty gritty, I'm learning to just offer it all up to the source or love or the universe, whatever resonates with you, use that. I'm learning to trust that what's happening in the now, in the present, is exactly what needs to be happening, even if my conscious mind can't make sense of it. Even saying this out loud makes me feel better and more free. It's actually not up to me to have it all figured out, mapped out, planned out all the time. When you give some control up, you make space for the divine will. Sure, you have your intention, but then surrender. And if things don't go your way, release the resistance that will likely crop up as things don't go your way. Release the need to be the victim to the circumstances you find yourself in. You never know how the situation you find yourself in now is going to end up playing out in the long run, as comfortable as it may seem right now. So I am not going to pretend to have it all figured out, but I've had to learn how to trust in the process a lot in the last four months. I still don't know exactly why everything has played out the way it has, And I might not ever understand, but I do believe that there is a higher reason for it. And, you know, I will probably one day have the perspective to see it that I'm just too close to right now. What the last four months has shown me is that having set plans isn't the best for me right now. But like I said earlier, there are times when plans are needed and other times where going with the flow is all that's required of us. I feel like what I have actually needed in the last four months is a lot of rest, which I have been delivered. (laughs) I have also needed to give up the illusion of control, which I have also been required to do. Right now is an amazing time to keep tuning into my intuition and seeing where it takes me. And I will say that the things that personally help me to keep these lines of communication clear with my intuition, our meditation and exercise. 
And then positive affirmations and gratitude exercises help me remain in a positive mental space so that when these apparent setbacks arise, I don't let them derail me for long. As long as I do these things, the meditation, the exercise, the affirmations, the gratitude, then the GPS is going to take me where I'm supposed to be headed. And I don't know about you, but that leaves me feeling way more empowered than any spreadsheet or five-year plan could. Okay, I'm going to give you a quick update. I began working on this podcast at the beginning of our road trip. We were gone about a week and enjoyed touring through a lot of Southern Oregon and Northern California. And we went to bed each night unsure of where we would land the next day. We would wake up, see how we were feeling, and make a plan based off of that. And it was really exhilarating. It also really was testing me to go with the flow and to surrender. I also took a week off of social media, and my goodness, I loved that and planned to make that a monthly ritual to help reset my energy. A few exciting things came from the trip that I'm going to share with you more in coming episodes. But one thing that had me laughing was when we returned home, there was a letter from the IRS delivered just a few days prior to us getting back. And they said that I had a tax form from 2019 that they still hadn't received that they needed a signed copy of in the next 10 days. 10 days. They needed to be postmarked. They were very clear about that so that I could make sure to get what is going to be over $40,000 tax credit from back when my company was in its prime pre-COVID. So had we spent the whole month of May in Spain as planned, I mean, had we even taken that trip to Hawaii, I would not have received this letter until it was too late. And I'm not sure how it's all going to shake out and if the credit will come through. I hope so. That could be a huge boost to helping my husband and I on some of the big dreams and intentions we've been putting out into the universe. But it sort of makes the trip to Spain that we had to reschedule seem like a mighty fine turn of events, <laughs> maybe even lucky. So I did want to share that update with you. If you're curious about how meditation can help you turn inwards and cut through the clutter and letdowns that are part of your journey, please make sure you're subscribed to my newsletter at the empathicpreneur.com. That's www.empathicpreneur.com. I'm in the midst of creating a beautiful resource for you, a beautiful meditation that has to do with clearing and attraction. And if you're on my newsletter, you will find out about this. There's also going to be a link to my website in the show notes. Also, if you like this podcast and want to keep supporting me, please click subscribe and just take a minute to leave me a review. Okay, until next time, keep creating. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're an energetically sensitive creative or entrepreneur looking to find more ease and profits in your creative and business endeavors, then check out our Empathicpreneur Academy a community and program designed to help you get out of the start-stop-start process so that you can move through the fear, drop the resistance, and show up and do the work you came here to do. Learn more at www.empathicpreneur.com or click the link in the show notes.